welcome to Pocket Change. Pocket Change is an offshoot of the Helios Consulting Podcast. During Pocket Change, we interview and discuss different issues and topics that surround change leadership and help sustain and support long-term anchored change. Thank you everyone for joining us for this next episode of Pocket Change. Today, I'm very excited to introduce our practice lead and partner, Tianis van der Linde, who works with us in terms of uh, project management office and PM services that we offer in conjunction with our change leadership portfolio. So Tianis, welcome. Hey, good morning, Kate, and hello everyone. Thanks for having me. Wonderful. Yes, it's our pleasure. So, Tianis, uh, maybe give us a little bit of a background in terms of who you are and where you've come from, as well as your foray into projects and what interests you in project management and helping Helios drive the project portfolio. Sure. Um, well, I, I think just my name gives in a way that I'm not a native Canadian, um, but I hail from South Africa. So yes, like you mentioned, Kate, my name is Tienas van der Linde. Um, and you know, I've, we've been in Canada for the last six years. And before that, spent all of our time in, in South Africa. And more particularly in the mining industry. And, and that I'll use that as a segue into, into projects and how you know my involvement and passion for projects, major projects and transformational projects and efforts really started because in, in mining and such such a capital and resource intensive industry um, you know we we did we spent millions and millions of dollars to transform and change the way we do things um, so you know I got introduced into projects and involved with projects from a very early age in my in my career um, either as leading the project specifically or in leading the business units where major projects were happening and I was the end user or the owner at the end of the day. So how to integrate that into my business um, and work in, in tandem with, with project managers. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. That's fantastic. So, so you've been a part of um, some fairly large projects, as as you've said. And so, you know, one of the things that we do at Helios that is quite different is that in almost every project proposal that we put out, if not every single one, we have an element of change leadership that gets laid down into that. And um, I can imagine that is fairly non-standard for a lot of organizations. And so, what I'd love to hear from you is how were projects done where you've come from in the past with or without that change management, change leadership component? And what do you think the difference is in terms of how we operate in a different way, bringing that change leadership flair and keeping people at the core of change, even in a technical project? That's a great question. And I, and I think that in too many instances and well, I think times are changing now and there's certainly a, a, a bigger emphasis and focus on the behavioral component or the human side um, of, of change or how it links to, to the execution or the, even the planning and execution of projects. Um, but you're, you're spot on in that, you know, there were times in the past where the focus was not placed so much on the, the behavioral or human aspect. 
but more on the technical and tactical steps that is required to move the project from A to B, right? From the start to the finish. Projects are by definition very defined with a with a, a formal starting point and a formal end point. Um, you know, and, and the battery limits placed around the the project in terms of scope, schedule, budget uh, is normally well defined. And I think that's perhaps where the challenge lies in that behavioral change or, you know, ensuring that there's sustainable change from the people point of view isn't confined to those same constraints or battery limits. I mean, change, you know, will remain forever. Some of these projects will change forever in a day how people behave at work. Um, you know, the introduction of, for instance, major uh, ERP implementation, you know, yeah. it, it changes the way people will work forever and always going forward in that organization. But yet the project is, is considered to have a formal start and ending date um, and point. So yes, and, and what we do at Helios, you mentioned it, I think the, the difference is that it's almost a, a you know, it's a, it's a, a very close hand in hand between project and change management that we try and focus on, um, as opposed to change managers, change management just being a a component or an aspect of delivering the project. I think we really flip it around and and try and look at it from the the behavioral point of view um, and consider what we need or what is important to ensure that. The behaviors we try and influence remain permanent and sustainable, as opposed to treating it as the finite, you know, the, the, the sort of fixed starting and ending dates that you would normally find in a, in a project, typically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that is a really true difference, and and this is an age-old conversation in the industry, especially as it comes to um, you know, change management having picked up a lot of steam with, you know, within the past 10 years. Uh, when we look at the practice itself, it's been around since about 1948. That was the point when we first had realizations in psychology that when we change things, people have a neurological, psychological, some type of an emotional response to what they're being asked to do. And it, w- what's very interesting is the statistics of uh, or organizations achieving their ROI is still relatively unstable, depending on who you speak to and what research studies you're looking at. And and so I think that where we differ is we bring those two components together of the project management and change management. And those two bodies come together and act kind of as back to back as opposed to side to side. And, you know, I guess where I'm interested in hearing your thoughts is how do you recognize the difference in terms of anchoring a change or allowing an organization to flourish in the face of change, recognizing that you have that partner in change leadership as opposed to somebody who's just coming in to execute a set of tasks? Because surely on some of the projects you've done in the past, you have had some level of change management support, whether that's through consulting, mining, whatever projects you've been on. but I firmly believe that we have a diff- different approach and a differential in terms of how we see that back to back in terms of you as my my client lead partner or my project manager. I've always got your back and I'm watching the the landscape to see what else is going on around you that you may or may not be seeing and vice versa. I think, you know, you do a great job of saying, hey, I saw this or I heard this in a meeting. I think you need to chase this down and understand what the implications are. So 
you know, again, what I'm really looking to understand is what were the differentials that you saw when you had no change management to I had change management kind of integrated or embedded to change management is a huge piece of what we do and why we engage with our clients the way that we do. Yeah, again, that I think is a very relevant um, topic or a specific point that you've mentioned there, because I think that, uh, you know, again, the the, the reason and the objective on why we on embark on specific projects are often very business outcome or goal driven. We, we want to achieve specific things. Um, you know, we want to either be more efficient at what we produce or, you know, improvements in the, in the, in the production chain or to drive down costs or, um, you know, there are very specific, often tangible reasons why we embark and invest millions in, in these projects. Um, but the one thing that I think change management brings, the components or the, the aspects of change management and the involvement of people um, intimately, you know, with this project, what that brings, the benefit is the exact how and um you know what in some in some in some extent of of the 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 project brings to the table in other words you know if we if the objective of the project is to to implement again just a, you know a major erp system exactly how we go about doing that is is very different and unique you know from organization to organization and project to project and this is where I think the, the heavy alliance with change management or change leadership and, and you know, bring that behavioral and human aspect into it makes the difference. Without it, you would have a, you know, a, a, a list of steps that you can easily follow, a recipe, so to speak, that might be just an empty shell, um, you know, approach, meaning, you, you can it's a it's a copy and paste you can pick this up and do it everywhere else by just following these you know logical sequence of steps and you would still achieve the objective of the project which was to implement you know the erp system for instance to whatever for whatever reason that was to, to improve you know cost management or um whatever you know the objectives were but again having that change management um as an alliance you know all the way throughout makes the difference in how you actually execute that project to make sure that you not only achieve what you had set out to achieve but to make the disruption as you know as as small as possible in people's lives and to ensure that you maintain as much of a, a stable environment that you can and then lastly to make sure you can actually sustain that performance post implementation 
Yeah, and I think that's a really important piece is the sustainment post-implementation, particularly when it comes to behavioral change or social networking. You know, we've worked on a couple of projects where we've implemented some social networks. And um, in one project we worked on, there were up to five operating at the same time. And I think, you know, I podcasted with somebody a couple of weeks ago and, and we talked a little bit about that and the alignment. You know, so when you think about having, uh, you know, you use the term intimate, right? So that intimate relationship between the project manager and the the change lead. And what do you feel the best value is in terms of having that really good, strong governance and leadership structure to drive those outcomes? What What's the magic? What is it that you need to have in order to be able to click with your change lead to have that intimate connection where you have that um that very solid trust in that they will deliver what you need when you need it. Like, what does that look like? How do you get that? Well, and I think you use the very, you know, the, the word you used is trust. And I think that's one of the most important aspects to have um, between someone driving the, the, the momentum of the project forward and making sure that you can achieve all your goals and objectives and someone helping lead the change. Um, so there needs to be absolute trust that whatever is being done from either party is is with the same goal in mind is to make sure that there's sustainable change or transformation at the end of the day so that things you know things continue to happen even post technical project end date. Um, the other thing is is you know another benefit it brings is that it 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 deepens the, the stakeholder engagement process, really, and what that brings to the table. Again, you know, I've seen I've seen many projects be declared a success in terms of technical delivery uh, requirements that are normally measured for you know things such as scope, schedule, and budget. So if it's delivered on time, within budget. Uh, you know, and everything on the scope is ticked off as being completed, then often the projects are deemed to be to be successful. But in reality, that uh, you you will find that so many projects then just die, you know, a quiet death um, and, <laughs> and end up being it's not used anymore. If you circle back to organizations where you know either software was implemented or change was 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 introduced into the business through via, via sort of project um, delivery platform. Very often, not many of them are in use anymore today. And I think that's the that's the value that leading change brings, you know, when done hand in hand with project management is that it sustains it for so long to, you know, um, after the, the sort of project finishes, it just becomes then the way on how we do things. Um, instead of just being associated with the project, right? It's you, you see that if the project ends, everything else ends, right? It's yeah. done now, we've done our part. Thank goodness it's over. Let's just get back to how we did things before, which is, you know, and, and the sad thing is that often does not get um, um, declared as a failure. The project would still be declared as a success because we've hit the budget, we've hit the timeline. Um, but honestly, if you cannot sustain that change, you really, you know, have not achieved success in, in what you wanted to, to drive change into the organization. And 
So then let me ask you a pretty provocative question. Do you think human factors should be considered when we're talking about quality? Right, because oftentimes when we when we rate and we look at scope, cost, and quality, um, you know that 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 triad that we really hang our hats on from a project perspective. How many times do you look at a project and say, "Yep, the quality of the change portfolio, the quality of the engagement, the metrics of success from a human perspective are included within the reporting to say we've actually done a fantastic job?" Well, I so not only should they be you know, very important factors that you should measure during implementation. Uh, they should also be very important to look at post-investment um, instead of just using the standard criteria of, you know, whether we achieved, um, you know, our timeline. In other words, that we deliver within schedule and, and within budget. Um, because the, the quality and you know, the the degree to which change was introduced and sustained in an organization ultimately should form part of of really every shareholder or executive leader, you know, driving as a criteria to say that we actually achieve what we wanted to achieve. Um, as opposed to, again, just those very tangible um, black and white aspects that can be measured uh, or are easily measured as, you know, mm -hmm. such as the budget. And, but, but I think it's in that lies the challenge is how do you measure, you know, the, the quality of the change, whether people, you know, have really changed their behavior or their approach or, you know, whether you achieve what you wanted to from a from a human aspect side of it. It's, it's difficult to measure, but it, it doesn't mean it should not be part of it. Well, yeah, and I agree. And it, it is that's one of the conversations that we have quite often at the very beginning um, when we're doing the design phase of a project is what are the metrics of success? What do we look at? And, you know, the average ones that you'll often see are button clicks on an intranet page. How many times did somebody read this? How many emails got opened? How many times, how many tickets did we receive post, um, you know, while we're in hypercare, for example, on a technology project? Um, you know, when we look at our social networking, for example, we apply really good metrics of success around that, which have very high rates of attendance and incredibly high rates of, of um, execution on tactics that we would be looking for from that, from that group. So I think that they are things that are very there are things that are quite tangible that you can kind of hang your hat on again that would allow you to do that but i think that where we find a breakdown is oftentimes while the roi and the metrics of success for the overall project are being considered there's oftentimes a lack of insight or desire to include or maybe it's just awareness to include the human capital within those same metrics to apply that same level of quality and i think that's something that you know in all of our strategies what we really try and do is what are our metrics of success and how do we report those up because as a soft skill you're 100 percent right uh yeah we have a whole bunch of psychology and technical capability within the practice for sure um but when it really comes down to it it's like did we leave people feeling warm and fuzzy about what we implemented or did we not and what is the change memory telling you um so one last question, and this is kind of one for people who are breaking into the change management space or possibly even people breaking into the project management space. As a project management leader, 
what qualities do you look for in a change leader to be able to have that intimate intimacy and that trust and the capability to um, grow and build a really good plan that you feel confident about? What are th some of those qualities, things that you would look for as a leader in a resource coming in to serve the client on, on a big project? Well, just to be sort of point of clarity there, are you asking from a from a change point of view? What are you looking for in, in someone helping you lead and drive change? Yes, as you as a project management leader, what would you look for? The qualities that you look for in a change leadership professional to help you be the most successful you could possibly be on an implementation? So uh, that's a great question. I think, you know, the, the willingness to, to collaborate and work together with, you know, sort of in, in, in lockstep with, with the project and all the tactical actions that need to be driven forward. I don't think that, well, I think if you, if you start separating or working, you know, with a, with a separate focus and a, and a, a varying levels of speed and effort on, on these things, you can sort of end up being out of sequence or out of sync, not sequence with with you know trying to move the or lead the change at the same time that you're sort of trying to um, drive technical change I want to say mm -hmm. so you know the change in processes that we are trying to to introduce or the change in technology or new tools that the project often is you know trying to implement um, it's very important that there's constant communication and collaboration between the the individual or the you know the, the someone looking after the change and then the tactical components of of this project, so that you're not leading or lagging too far behind one another. Um, I think that the the obvious risks you know that that sort of come from this is if if change is lagging the the transactional aspects of the project too much. You know, people are lost and they're not sure. Change, you know, change is happening and they don't understand why or how they form part of this. Um, and the other way around as well, if you're if you're running too far ahead with sort of trying to drive and advocate the change without seeing the real action, you know, hitting the ground, it sort of just creates that illusion of well, there's just a lot of talk and nothing really happening. Um, which just you know it, it adds to confusion and not creating trust in the in the workforce. Um, and then the other thing is um, you know that sort of understanding of and I guess accepting of accountability for each of your streams and what you are responsible for. The other thing is um, someone that you can have hard conversations with. I think if you yeah. heard some of the conversations that the guys and I have had where we can actually go toe to toe and we can disagree. Yeah, well, I was, you're right. So the the other very important aspect is, is you know, courage, the courage and and the willingness to to have those hard conversations and, you know, not turn away from the reality uh, that you that you see happening, uh, especially in in the in people and how they behave, and how change is being introduced and accepted. Again, be, it, because it's that often it's it's a it's an, a non tangible um, aspect of the project that I cannot necessarily 
easily manage, you know, by numbers. So it's constantly being, you know, having that willingness and openness to to be able to to have those conversations with people and address, you know, the deviations, if any of of it, you know, if if there are any deviations. Um, immediately and try and bring it back on track. If you if you leave this, you know, if you are non-responsive to to trying to sort of rope in uh, the the change component, um, you know, you can very easily lose control and just have it spiral and not be able to 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 rope it back in at the end of the day. Fantastic. Well, Tianis, I want to thank you for joining me today for Pocket Change. This was a great conversation, one that I think uh, or one that I hope will generate some good dialogue as we issue it out to our PM and CM communities. And, you know, I just want to remind people that you have the opportunity to give us a call. If you have any questions or you want to continue this dialogue with us, give us a call. We are always of the mind that a phone call doesn't cost a thing here at Helios Consulting. We uh, bring together great people to do great things. 